Yeah, we we have a saying. Um, it's it's Indian time. Like, and that means like before breakfast or after breakfast, or maybe after lunch, or maybe or before, before sundown. You know? We'll try to get to it today. That's it. <laughs> Hey sisters. Hey sisters. <laughs> hey sisters. Hey sisters. It's Jesse and Gretchen brought to you by a microphone with a pillow pet wrapped around it this time. Just to see. Just to see. I don't think you need to be like all up on it. I though. know. I feel like I do because this dog is like staring in my face. If you don't know One what a pillow day, pet I is. I will grow up to be a big girl and get a, a better microphone. But right now this is where we are. You can have mine when I upgrade. Sweet. Anyway, this is a podcast by it sisters <laughs> about sisters and for everyone. everyone. <laughs> I think we're going to stick with that because when you emailed like spoiler alert, this podcast, we have some amazing guests. But when you sent out the email, you put everyone and I was like, oh, I guess that's the right way to say it. I'm excited about this podcast. Two people that Me we too. love dearly are are coming on. Yes. One of whom we've known quite a bit longer than the other. Yeah. And that's the other also the one. That's true. That's also the one that I'm a little bit um, scared about being on this podcast. Why? Well, okay. It's our mother, first of all. <laughs> That's true. And she's just, she's kind of a loose cannon. We'll say that. I don't want to give away too much, but they are going to be talking about something that I would bet a lot of our listeners, well, okay. You Some. either know all about this or nothing about this, probably, if you're our right. listeners. <laughs> There's no in-between with our listener base. Right. At least currently. Our fan Kevin. club. Our fan club. Our fan club is comprised by a, a lot of people we know, which is why we're making this assumption. And you know what? You know, it's not fair, though, because people listen to this that we don't know, and we don't ever include them. So if we don't personally know you and you know all about this, I'm sorry we didn't include you in that original group or i guess if you're in the middle if you know something about this but not everything we how about this if you know all about this and we don't know you you're automatically a member of the fan club and we'll send you fan club swag we don't have any is the problem uh, we do i have this pencil that still has most of an eraser left <laughs> i've got this napkin i have a half used kendra scott candle that smells pretty good i have a daffy duck that's supposed to kick a ball and has a hair stuck on it yeah, there you go. Well, Who wouldn't want this fan club? If you back? want Daffy Duck, you better speak up quick. Okay, so who are we here with? Would you guys mind introducing yourselves? I'll introduce Libby and she can introduce me. Perfect. Perfect. This is my great friend of 20 plus years, Libby Rhodes. We um, met in a Lakota ceremony long time ago and have been fast and furious friends for many years and we visit each other during the year in between ceremonies because we have just grown so fond of each other and i love her dearly well, what can i add to that this is my sister regina jenkins and she always takes the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Just like the meatloaf song. Yes. 
Okay. I was there. I was, th- I'm in camp mode in my brain. So I was thinking what meatloaf song. I remember the on top of spaghetti with meatballs. Now I know what you're talking about. I'm there. I'm on it. Good. Cause I'm really confused. I'll explain it later. Took the words right out of my mouth. Oh, okay. Must've been. Yeah. Okay. What a kiss and yeah. See meatloaf. Um, fun fact though. Regina is also mine. I'm Gretchen. Sometimes it gets confusing because we sound so similar. And now I, I guarantee our mom sounds like us too. So it's going to get super confusing. Um, <laughs> Regina is also mine and Jesse's. I'm Gretchen's sister. Nope, she's lies. our mom. <laughs> all sorts of lies. She's, she's our, mom. our mother. I was all all sorts of lies. That's not even true. She's our mom. I was so confused. Aw. I am my mom. I am the mother of Gretchen and Jesse. Yes. And Zachary, who doesn't want to be named on the internet. So we say his name as often right. as possible. So this is the whole podcast is us trying to figure out who we are. Relationships <laughs> can be difficult at times. But no, um, they're here because I, Gretchen, was blessed to see a really, really fun ceremony take place. Like, was it two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And we got a new aunt who is Libby. And I know that to some people that doesn't make any sense you know, they adopted each other and they're here to talk about the why, the how, the tradition and all other cool things about choosing your own sister, which is, you know, we, a lot of us just do it unofficially. They just kind of like start becoming sisterly, mm-hmm. um, but they made it official. Yes, we did. We made it official of, in front of hundreds of people. And we adopted each other as siblings. And it was, it's a, a Lakota um, ceremony called Hunka or. Hunka, uh, Hunka is fine. Okay, it's a Hunka ceremony where you choose your own family. And it, it comes with all the responsibilities of a real sister. You can't forget the extra sibling too. Yes, it was actually, to my knowledge, unprecedented. Yes. But three of us adopted each other together. It was Chief Michael Hall is my new brother. Libby Rhodes is my new sister. So the three of us adopted each other as siblings. We just didn't invite the other one because he's a brother we don't ever bring brothers on the podcast <laughs> right we say but we might we might have to have a brother cast with like chief hall and our brother zachary and just like any brother no that would shake be your so head boring. no <laughs> that would be so boring you're right it would be but tell us tell us why why it was important to you to do this and i know you said it comes with all the responsibilities um but but why did you choose to do this why couldn't you just be friends and she's pointing at libby so that means you can say that kind of stuff out loud like libby why don't you answer this one libby why don't you answer this one i asked regina to be my person a couple of years ago and um one because i don't have a, a, a lot of family in the united states and um my, I do have one blood sister. She's just a lot older. Mm-hmm. And 
I always grew up with like aunts and uncles, my parents' best friends. And Regina has just felt more like a sister than my blood sister. And because I can talk to her about anything. And so that's just, uh, just became one, having the opportunity to make it official. It, you know, it's funny, it, it, it uh, broke down a lot of other barriers that could have come up, you know. It's like, now she has to put up with me, too. <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, she just can't get like, ah, oh, bugger that, I'm out, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when uh, Mike asked me to be his sister, I said, I come with Regina. So if you want me, you got to take Regina. And he was like, well, that's great. Said, And the thing is, is that it turned around all of our family uh, dynamics where Regina was the oldest, she's now the youngest, and I was the youngest, and now I'm the middle child, and Mike's the oldest, and he was like the youngest. Yeah, rock on with the middle child. Yeah, so, middle kids. Yeah. We'll be talking it's, more about that. So it's I really think, fun, though. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I, it's perfect that, you know, I'm the middle one. I'll be the quiet one. <laughs> Well, I, I was thinking it's it's fun having watched the three of you interact, which, by the way, I was totally in the blue about the fact that it was three people. So while we were there, um, they I was kind of away from where the ceremony took place. And um, it was during a, a part of a bigger ceremony. And the song came on Three's Company. And everyone's like, that's just so funny. Ha, 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 ha. And I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> and I went, got, finally got up to the place where I could see them. And there were, in fact, three people. But it, you all three kind of already embodied the energy that I would put on an oldest, a middle, and a youngest. And that you're right. That's not my mom's usual energy. And I, it's, that's a cool thing in and of itself to me is like all of a sudden you get this opportunity to nurture this part of you that's never been allowed to be nurtured if that makes sense absolutely that is um a big piece for me is that i get to go back in my memories now where i was the oldest of a lot of children and i had heavy responsibilities as a child um more than a child should have had i'll just say that But I can go back in my memories now, and if I can take Libby and Mike back with me in my memories, I have an older brother and an older sister now that I can ask for help. Mm -hmm. And they're there to support me through the bad times. And as I go back in my memories and actually recreate the memories to be that of a healthier situation with my brother and sister my new brother and sister with me it's it's changing things in my past which actually changes things in my present which actually will change things in my future and it when i first was talking to them about the possibility of having the support and they have they have proven these two people have proven themselves loyal 
over and over and over again in the 23, five years I've known them, way over that of a, of a sister or a brother's responsibility. And it's, um, it's edifying to me to be able to, to, to do that, that I have the support of an older brother and sister now. I'm not having to forge the way. I'm not having to be the one that, that either has to do the work or gets blamed for it not being done. I don't know. But it's big for me to have an older brother and an older sister. And that's like, if I'm hurt or sad or, or whatever, I call Libby. I call Libby and say, I just need you to listen. And she listens. Sometimes she offers advice, but sometimes, most of the time, I won't listen to that. <laughs> and yep. that's the older sister coming back. Yep. But you know, the one thing that, um, and you can both speak to, is... Um, when we had talked about it, so I, I am the mother of your only grandchildren. I think I got those relationships, right? You I'm got not the sister of your niece. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm the mother of your only grandchildren and I have two little girls. And I know that you had told me that when you talk about this responsibility, like that also played a part in there too, having people like, and essentially Libby, because I didn't even know about anyone else. So you were the only one that counted in this conversation. Although having chief hole there is awesome. Um, but having someone to help with that generation's um, not just learning, but raising them in in the spiritual way that you want them raised. And, and I'm saying you want them raised. It's very much in accordance the way I want them raised as well. But kind of creating space for the next generation. Mm -hmm. How you, anyway, talk a little bit about what you, if you don't mind, tell a little bit about where your thoughts were around that. Well, I had, I had actually sought counsel with a, a one a Lakota elder, um, Chief Houston, a very good friend of mine and Libby's, and um, we were discussing the adoption because this is a big this is a big thing, and we we want to get into that too. Yeah, and we discussed the adoption, and he wanted to know. Um, why and why not those were his questions to me and the girls came up my grandchildren came up my children came up because um libby and i both um follow what's called the red road which is the lakota path of spirituality um libby has her land up in arkansas I visit there regularly and we pray in that way together, usually with a, a lot of people, kind of like church, but it's just done in a Lakota way. And I needed, I needed, this was a big piece to me was that I have someone that if I leave today, I leave the earth today, Libby is there for my children to turn to my grandchildren to turn to with questions, concerns regarding this path of spirituality. That is aside from my personal relationship with Libby. She has agreed to take on the responsibility of a sister in, in help raising my children, my adult children, okay, they're raised, but 
Well, you never know. They still right. need a lot <laughs> of guidance. They still need a lot of help. And the grandchildren. Now y'all have somebody else you can turn to, and she's obligated to listen. <laughs> she did anyway. I want to float that out there. Um, we had, I, I was at a Sundance one time and I couldn't find you. So I just went straight to Libby. So she's, she's an aunt. Yeah. She's my sister. Yeah. And y'all have another niece. Mm. We need to have a family reunion. I'm thinking. I think so too. So one of the things about the ceremony that, um, I don't know if y'all were if Gretchen heard, I know you weren't there. One of the things that Chief Bear said, the person that did the ceremony, he said, uh, sometimes we have past life connections and we were a family in another time or in another universe, maybe. Mm -hmm. And it takes us a long time to find them or figure, figure them out. And when we do, that's why we do the hunka ceremony. So cool. I love that. I so that, sorry, and I guess I don't know. Um, well, he would, he would be speaking from the Lakota tradition as well with the thought, right. With the thought around mm -hmm. the, the souls finding each other again. Yes. I love that. And I it's, guess that's, that's probably kind of, these are probably some questions that at this point, anyone listening might start having is like, uh, first of all, a lot of people aren't familiar with Lakota because that's, I think we more commonly have heard in history classes and stuff as Sue, correct? Mm. Is that correct? Um, I, I know some things. I'm just trying not to pretend like I do. You guys are the experts. <laughs> um, so I would love to hear maybe a little background on um, if you'll share with us kind of things along those lines. Like what, what is Lakota why would you choose this and why would you not go into a court system and why would you do this you're speaking in things like the lakota way um just anyone that imagine that no one has any idea what lakota is um this is good this is good elevator speech practice too <laughs> like yeah, here's the nutshell good, yeah i love good yeah good I question agree. good question libby why don't you answer it <laughs> Good job, mom. <laughs> and I didn't even ask the question clearly. So, you know, go. Ready, go. Tell me the things. <laughs> in 1985, I met, I, I, through a series of stupid human tricks, met a therapist who said, I want you to be at my house at four o'clock in the morning. And I promptly told her, I was working in the theater at the time, and I said, I don't get up for God at four in the morning. And she said, well, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and so being June baby and a little curious, I showed up and she sent me to a, a Lakota sweat lodge with the medicines roadman. And the only thing that saved me was when they brought in 50 red glowing rocks in the black plastic sweat lodge with 40 people in it was there was this guy that started screaming, we're gonna die. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and, and at that time, 
I thought I can be tougher than him. So I was able to stay. And then by the second round, I felt like I knew the songs mm. and I felt, it felt really comfortable and like home to me. And uh, I'd looked at a lot of different spiritual paths in my life. And I, lucky me, picked the most arduous one, but that's, that's fine. So I, when I got out of that lodge, this, <clears throat> we did a medicine ceremony that night. And uh, that's a really long story. So I'll skip forward to the next morning. <laughs> this, this little round woman came up to me. And at the time I was, working in the theater I was like a bodybuilder I had like a 26 inch waist she was a little round Buddha woman and she came up to me and started tapping my shoulder and I was like what you talking about Willis because I had ish with heavy people at that time and I consider my weight today karma but um he said, you know, I met people with a chip on their shoulder before, but you have a state like Alaska. Mm. And I, I was like, what are you talking about? And she said, well, what would happen if you let go of all that anger? And I said, there would be nuclear annihilation. And I said, the world would end. And she said, only as you know it. So I started following her around. And I stayed with her until she died in 97. So that's how I ended up on a, uh, this part. I mean, there are many Native American paths. Mm -hmm. I mean, Lakota, Dakota, there's Hopi. There's, a, there's a, a, thousands of, of tribals. And <clears throat> anywhere you go, they're going to tell you the way they do it is the way. So the way I do it was the way I was taught through my teacher, through Mary Thunder, through Leonard Crodo. So that's how I got here. Cool. I feel like now we need your backstory. Okay. My story is I was working in, um, I'm a nurse and I was working in ICU and um, uh, another nurse was working there at the time. And uh, she said, Hey, you want to go to a sweat lodge uh, this weekend? Now this was back in 70 before I was born. No, mama, oh, this was like yeah. 90, 97. Nine. It would have probably been like maybe 95, 96. All right. It was when you were in, um, Jesse, it was when you were in um, Abundant Life. Okay. So it would have been 1995. 95. Yeah. Okay. 95, 59. It's all the same. <laughs> so um, we're dogs. That's the thing. Me and Regina and Mike were all born in the year of the dog. Oh. We have no concept of time this also makes so much sense because there are some very common threads you know you talk about souls finding each other there are some very common threads that you don't have to look real hard to find right yeah like sometimes i just want an accurate list yeah so in i'm never going to get that from any of you in 1723 i was working in icu <laughs> And um, one of the one of the other nurses said, "Hey, you want to go to a sweat lodge this weekend?" And I was like, "What? What are you talking about? This is I am a Southern Baptist girl. We don't do that kind of thing. That is the mark of the devil. I will have to wear 
the sign of the beast. That's a lot. You cannot see my face right now, and that's a good thing. Just keep going. <laughs> so anyway, I I showed up, and they were teaching me all the different um, the traditions and why they do what they do, and I was learning this, and everything sounded so so perfect. I mean, so it just resonated in my in my soul. Everything that I was taught that day. And then um, I got into the sweat lodge and it's so black, you can't see anything. It's black, black, it's layers and layers of blankets. And I sat in there and they poured water over the hot stones and it created steam. And I felt more at home in that one place then um closer to god more connected to my creator than i had felt in years and years now i still sit in a pew on sundays i i feel my creator there as well but when i when i worship when i congregate with the other people when I fellowship with them in this manner, it feels more like me. Mm -hmm. It, uh, it hums inside the marrow of my bones. There's, there's a humming. There's those, um, I'm just, there's something about that. There is, you're talking about humming and marrow and like Libby was saying, like, I felt like I already knew the songs. And it come a lot of it comes back to that heartbeat, that rhythm that I mean it all ties in when you talk about the souls finding each other, this very much internal, the shift inside. It's not about what I'm wearing and sitting on the pew. And I mean, even people that maybe that is where they find God, when there's a really good song or you know, you still, whenever the, everything goes internal, I think people can understand that. Yeah. The numinous, that's the word for that. It's that's numinous. I, did I like explaining it all the way around and not making any sense and doing a lot of visual things that people can't see. I'll just make, I'll just be over here writing words on lists. <laughs> but it, in, in the sweat lodge, you sit on the ground, you, and you can't see what somebody else is wearing or what somebody else is doing or what somebody else is drawing or, or who's falling asleep. It's just you. It's just you and creator. And the person who is leading this sweat lodge There's always a person of responsibility, somebody to take care of the people sitting in that place. Libby is a water pour. I have become a water pour. And that means that we are allowed to take people into the sweat lodge and assume responsibility for, for them, for their lives, actually. So can I, I tell you, can I tell you <laughs> about the ceremony? Yes, please. Well, I want, hold on. Wait, okay, wait, we're on this timeline thing. Oh, I'm sorry. And you guys have just all told these deep backstories that are so poignant and beautiful. When did you guys meet? They have no idea. That's what that silence was. 2000 is when the Lone Star Sundance started, correct? Mm -hmm. No, 1999 and 2000 was the first year that I showed up 
because it's 25 years old. Okay. Like There's math in there. I'll have to do that. And so I showed up the first year of 2000. And then I just started working on people. I had like a odd table set up in a corner somewhere. We didn't have a med tent or anything outside the arbor. I have a vague memory of it. The only thing that I really remember is I adjusted this, uh, this chief once and and he yelled and four guys pulled knives on me. I remember that. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Libby, Libby is a chiropractor in her day job. I should have probably mentioned, we should have said something about that. You're like, what is she adjusting? What? And Libby and I (laughs) um, work in the ceremonies that we go to. There's, literally hundreds of people there from all over the world. So there is a med tent there and there's, it's a wonderful, I wish something like this existed out in our world because there's nurses, there's doctors, there's chiropractors, there's occupational therapists, there's physical therapists, there's Reiki masters, there's energy workers, there's um, massage therapists, there's myofascial specialists. We've had acupuncture come through. There's also... There's also their teenage children who are willing to soak the elders' feet and listen to them tell stories for hours because I was that yeah. person. <laughs> but that's that's an important piece that um, that's not being passed down any longer. Yeah, that's, that's true. Important thing. Yeah, the oral the- history of the people. Well, as long as there's me, there will be oral history because I will listen. Good job. So Libby and I, I'm a nurse. She's a chiropractor, and we work in the med tent uh, at these ceremonies. And actually, last summer we packed up, and uh, Libby had a had a, <laughs> a table set up out in what's Red Rock, Arizona, at yeah. the high store. Red Rock yeah. is that right? So she's got a table out there, and some of these people have never had a chiropractor chiropractic adjustment had anything. And so she, she was working on people out there and every afternoon while we were there three days in a row, we would get these horrific dust storms. I'm talking about, you couldn't, you couldn't open your eyes. You couldn't, you just had to seek shelter in a car somewhere because the storm was so bad. You couldn't even see it decreased the visibility so much. I mean, we've had a lot of adventures together. Um, there's, there's still red dust in places it shouldn't be in my truck and my camper. There's still red dust. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to say places. on my body. Yes, I was going to say that. <laughs> in certain creases, I still, there's still red dust. You can still find it. Mm-hmm. But we've had lots of adventures personally. And even when my dog passed away, I was living in Maine. This is several years ago. Um, Libby hopped on a plane in her home state there in Arkansas and flew there to to help me through that piece because I was grieving so heavily over the um, crossing over of my dog for for years. I mean, and that's the kind of thing that a sister does. Yes. You stayed with me for six weeks too when you had that surgery. Yeah. <laughs> six weeks, we are still alive. 
<laughs> That's a feat. Yeah, she would come home every day and things had been rearranged and labeled. And she, you know, it was scary. It was scary for her. Mm, and you still chose to yes. go through the adoption ceremony. And I would do it again. So, okay, so tell about the ceremony now. Now you have my blessing to continue the story. Or that was Libby, someone. I stopped right in the middle of it and was like, hold on, we need to know. Okay, more. I'll tell I'll tell the first half of it and Libby can tell the second half of it. I just decided Welcome to the life of a middle child, Libby. I know that Three's company played. Yeah, so (laughs) so we lined up, which is not usual. Like, if you know what's going on at this, Three's company does not just come on in the middle of Sundance. So Libby had um, created um, three eagle feathers for our hair. And she had um, wrapped them and had put little clips on them for all three of our hair. And um, we we had our gifts because there's gifting that has to be done. Um, the music is given any information as to what to do, and I still want to rewrap that feather. Just saying. There wa- wasn't okay. So since I was there and I had to go home in the middle of the week, so the this Sundance ceremony that was happening around this individual ceremony um, is like a week plus long, about a week. And I'd had to go home in the middle because of this weird stomach virus that took hold of, it wasn't a weird stomach virus, it was children that drank poop water, come to find out. And I had to go home and come back in like 24 hours because I wanted to be there for this and I was so scared I was gonna miss it. I left at like four o'clock in the morning because I was told, oh, it's happening, but then, didn't stuff get pushed back yeah. and you guys didn't know what was going on and it's very perfect though i mean i think it's so not what anyone would expect from an adoption ceremony like when you think about adoption you're like it's at 9 15 sharp if yeah. you're not there you're not adopted and this is like show up and very spirit-led very i just i i don't know i like that about it but it, it was kind of and we had literally had no instructions we had a conversation with the man who was officiating the ceremony. His name is Bear. We had a conversation with him, which during which I was a, a I mean, I couldn't stop crying because I, I didn't know how much it meant to me until I had stopped to explain to him why, because he was wanting the why. Mm. And um, so I stopped and was explaining the whys and just crying and crying and crying and crying. But the next morning, it ha- they said, be ready. Libby and I were supposed to be up there at like four o'clock in the morning to do one thing. And oh no, nobody showed up. So that didn't happen. This didn't happen. We were like, what's going on? Nobody knows anything. But around, I guess around nine o'clock sometime, they said, okay, now do it now. So we walked up there to, to the big area where everyone is, is standing around. And we were expecting the, um, the drummers who play, you know, traditional native music to play a song for our adoption ceremony, where we're going to be walking out into this huge circular arbor for the ceremony. And instead, 
the theme song from Three's Company comes on. And of course, I get overwhelmed with the spirit of dance and have to do a little a little jig there on the side. Oh man, I hate I missed it. <laughs> I missed it too. I was trying to shawl up people and I was very confused as to why it was Three's Company <laughs> until I got up there. So then we go walking out into the center of this giant area with people standing all around. And we've got a loaded chinupa, which means it's a ceremonial pipe that has already been loaded in a ceremonial fashion by the man who was officiating the, the ceremony. And then we stand in um, the bear, Bear is standing on one side, so we make four sides, the three of us and Chief Bear. What's so funny? You weren't supposed to say anything. I was trying to be quiet. I heard. And then the bear. Like, yeah, that's what she said. Oh, I missed that part too. She said, we're standing in the bear. That's what she said. But that's okay, Gretchen. We and know where like, you got your language together. skills it's not from. That I was like, hold it together. It's not that this funny. Is- and then I started playing it over my head and I started imagining a bear. And I was like, I can't, I can't. Okay, stop. You weren't supposed to, you were okay. in podcast Jessie, land. Just let me quietly shake it and edit that out. Or well, she probably won't. I know now that Gretchen got busted laughing there's no, at it. There's I'm no gonna actual it bear. It's the chief's name. My head just did its own like church pew thing and made me laugh really hard. Continue. Did you, did you ask Chief Bear to do your ceremony? That's or a was question it? for Libby because I have no idea. Um, Mike asked and, and yes, I'll just say yes. He was invited to do it. He was, he yeah. was approached and asked. Correct. Gotcha. He all right, mama. Tobacco and blankets and all that. All right. The things. Which is, and for anybody listening, tobacco and blankets are gifts that you give when you're asking for something. Um, also thank yous. I had, I, I want to make sure that people know that because we know that, but not everybody that's listening does. Mm, yeah. All right, mama, do you want to keep going? Do you want Libby to Oh pick no, up? Libby gets to tell the second half. What? We left yeah. off with mom dancing like a crazy person to three's okay, company. All right. I'll, I will okay. give her a good starting off place. So, we walked out to the center of the arbor in single file and stood in the center of the arbor. And, and from then, the brain goes absolutely blank. No, um, what happened was, <laughs> is uh, it, it became this whole circle of gifting each other things. Like I put the feathers in everybody's hair and Mike gave, you and me a blanket and then Mr. Bear a blanket and Regina had planned on giving Mr. Bear a blanket so she ended up giving the blanket for Mr. Bear to Mike and then I don't know what you and Mike were doing I was spending a lot of time moving the moving the boxes from underneath y'all's feet while y'all were doing things okay hold on can I interject because I was seriously like are boxes a crucial part of the ceremony because the box moving Right? Like there, yeah. there was a significant amount of box moving in this ceremony. I don't remember any and box moving. Libby knows what I'm talking about because she was moving them all around. It's like when you see someone trying to take charge of the bride's veil, except if it was boxes. 
Wait, right. what? Like, are these special boxes of some sort or blanket. like cardboard boxes? There's oh, blanket box- boxes. Blankets came in. Okay. So Mike gave Regina and I blankets in that were in a box. And then I guess they went to hug each other or she went to put the feather in his hair. I don't know what was going on because I was into trying to keep them from dying on the boxes. That was, that's the middle child job. That is, that is the middle child job. Child. That is and, such and, a middle, middle child thing. And the yeah. fact that mom has no clue and it, there were, cause ever, all the blankets came out of the boxes, but then there were like blankets and boxes. Cause no one had put, this is also for anyone listening. This is not like part of the ceremony. This just happened. It's part of their ceremony. It is part of their. It's what made your adopt. It's what gave you all a way to assume your role. Yes. Right. So, so what happened was we put feathers in each other's hair, and Mike gave us blankets, and then Mister Bear talked about um, the finding finding people that maybe you knew from a past life or or a or different dimension it really is what he said and that there comes a time when you decide that it's time to reignite that relationship and Mm -hmm. acknowledge it in this time and space and that's what the hunka ceremony is cool that's cool i like that uh the word reignite Hmm. in that do you remember any of that regina i do Oh, good. Because usually brain <laughs> that I go. That's what I remember. There's a white noise in space time continuum, but I remember. And boxes everywhere. And a lot. I moved a lot of boxes. Yeah, I don't really know what they were doing, except that I. It was suddenly very important that I didn't let them die on the boxes. Well, and I, I think the reason I recognized it was because I was. I'm such an oldest child that my initial instinct was, do I need to get the boxes? Right? Like, I was thinking maybe I could carry the boxes for them. Maybe we, that's what I need to be doing. We needed assistance. We really did. I needed someone just to turn and go, just take these. You needed a stage manager. <laughs> I needed a stage manager. Exactly. Yeah. That's really funny. I'm glad the boxes came up because I remember thinking that that was odd and made it stand out a bit. I, I don't remember that- any boxes. That's because I kept moving them out of your way because you were about to just face plant in them had you had I not moved them thank you for saving my life yet again Libby that's what middle sisters do <laughs> we move the boxes move the boxes so then when we, during the ceremony when we made a commitment to each other um the chinupa the the sacred pipe is what do you think about 18 inches long Libby how long yeah. is that one yeah, it's about so one two. end of it is touching my heart, and the other end is on Libby's heart when I make the commitment to her, and then we turn it around and she makes the commitment to me. And then we repeated that same process with Mike. So, um, in the Lakota tradition, when you make a ceremony of connection with a pipe, that isn't just for this lifetime, this is forever. It goes, it goes forever. And so um, we are now connected. That's so cool. 
And I'm I'm waiting for, you know, presents and stuff. They'll come in a box. They will come in a box. <laughs> it's, all the niece, it's all the nieces that keep going, so gifts. I'm like, my birthday is Yes. Oh, by Libby the way. just had a birthday. I did. Two days before the ceremony. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like birthday and Christmas, like you're doing lots of work to get ready for it. Yes, Mm -hmm. I I almost always leave for Sundance on my birthday. That just means we need to start getting to Sundance with an ice cream cake. (laughs) Well, so what what Regina said was that you don't need to be driving on your birthday. Leave a day early, stay in Dallas or get there the day before so that you're not showing up cranky because the person navigating for you can't figure out which way is north and then try to get everything set up so that's what I did I came in on the fourth this year so I was kind of had my act together by my birthday so you got to have a birthday exactly what'd you get me no (laughs) and what'd you get me I got her I got her a coffee cup Libby has the worst poker face of anybody in the world. She didn't like the coffee cup. No, I love it. No. <laughs> no. I think this is a lead into the graphics on the coffee yes. cup. Yes. Oh, I thought it was like Libby for real. <laughs> we okay, this is just a, 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 an aside. Libby and I took someone to visit a friend of theirs in the nursing home. Well, we were sitting there and Libby and I these two ladies were just so happy to see each other. And Libby and I were just kind of sitting back waiting for the visit to end and trying to be polite and give them some space to share. And there was an elderly gentleman sitting across the way trying to eat a banana. And when I say trying, I don't, I can't. Oh no. I didn't know what was going on, but I was facing Libby and I see Libby's face doing this. You cannot see because we, mom's making a visual, but she looks like Libby was trying going, to assist him in yes, eating. She's going in for the assist with her face. If but also horribly you know, disgusted. I'm like, I'm like, Libby, Libby, face, face, face. And she's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and even subsequently, when she and I are on Zooms together, and if somebody's saying something like really dumb, Libby's and I have to shoot her a text real fast. It says face because Libby's there looking at the zoom camera going, what the hell are you talking about? So I have to shoot her a text. It says face, face, Libby face. So I gave her a cup that says something like, I don't even remember what it said, but it, it, it was, we might, we might get to see it. So I'll, I'll describe it when it comes on screen. Feels like she's making it. So far, I haven't seen that that face. So we must be. Oh my god! With it, I've seen that face. Oh wait, oh, wait hang on. Oh, oh, Hold it against your shirt. Sorry, my pants are funny enough. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing this isn't a visual. Actually, we're not seeing much. We're just seeing a lot of the everything else while you're trying yeah. to. <laughs> well, this was. I had a lot of fun with this podcast. There. Yeah, dis- oh, here yeah despite the look on my face, you're still you're talking. Still talking. <laughs> I'm just gonna start saying that to people. <laughs> I I think it. Uh so what else do y'all want to know? I think I don't know. I, I this has been really good. I think this is probably this is definitely our most um 
mature and like serious podcast we've ever done. And I like Yeah, it. usually Gretchen and I are just like, boo-hoo, yeah. And our, and our original platform was not just these stories about people. <laughs> what just happened? As I said, this is our most mature podcast ever. She just farted and I couldn't keep it together and I started laughing. I take it all back. <laughs> And nothing will save us now. <laughs> Sorry, we tried. We tried, yeah. God. Youngest Start energy. The people. <laughs> oh, okay. You can edit that out or not. No, I might and leave it in there if mom's okay with it. I was like, just ignore it. <laughs> Mom, are you okay with us leaving that in there? You know, I don't care. Okay. Um, so one thing that we do typically ask guests at the end of the podcast is what is it about your birth order that makes you such an awesome sister? And I think you guys described a little bit about how that's changed for you. No, they have to answer for their current, their adopted birth order. Right. That's, that's, that's what I was going to say. What's the best thing about your birth order? What's the best thing about being the middle sister? It doesn't have to be what makes you the best. Like, what's the best thing about being the middle sister? Regina's got to go first because she's volunteered me three times now. Yes. (laughs) What's the best thing about being the youngest sister? I will tell you, because I have been the oldest for a passel of kids for many years. Passel is is the correct term. I looked it up. So I... I assumed the responsibility as a very young child and I didn't have support. And I know I've, I said this earlier in the podcast, but now I can look, I've got a big brother. I have a big sister. I have a big sister that not only loves me, she has, she has supported me in times when I didn't have support anywhere else. I have a big sister now who i can lean into during hard times and that's a that is something i've never had before big sisters also look out for you while you play and i don't think you like just knowing you and knowing i mean obviously you're my mom and seeing that dynamic as the oldest um you didn't get much play time so Take- now you get to play while your big sister makes sure that you don't shed the Lego so far up your nose that you have to go to the hospital. Right. I get to play while she's shifting the boxes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. So I guess Libby, you could answer as older sister or middle. Either one of those would work. I haven't worked through, um, I haven't worked through it because I haven't talked to a lot of middle sisters. Jesse, we can talk, but mm, absolutely, I like the idea of allowing Regina an opportunity to play with somebody watching her back. Also, she has a two spirit sister, and that means that just so you know, that somewhere when we went back in time in the ethers, I beat up at least two men. I, I like well, I like the fact that I have someone that I can just talk to. I mean, I have a blood sister, but and we talk every day, but I can talk to Regina. She'll actually ask me how my day is. And, uh, you know, what are you doing today? And it's just been uh, an opportunity to be seen more than anything, mm-hmm. I think. 
and uh, and accepted and appreciated. Things I haven't had in my relationship with my sister, my blood sister. Yeah, that's probably the most important to me. I love it. Me too. For not having an answer, that was a really, really good one. Every once in a while, God helps me out a little. <laughs> Just open your mouth and brilliance pours out. Well, thank you all so, so, so much. This was really good. Thank you. And fun. I had a good time learning and listening. Well, yeah, I me think too. Just hang out and talk every once in a while. Yeah. Now that we're family, this should yeah. happen more often. Yeah. Absolutely. Perfect. Not on a day. Oh, hey, y'all want to hear my best story from today? Yes. Yeah. So I already told Regina, but I, I had two friends and I went out to Roaring River, which is this little spring fed river that I, I like to just go put a chair in and throw sticks for my dog. I have to take a chair for my dog so he can sit in a chair with us, just so you know. So the four of us were sitting in a circle with our water up to our knees, letting that cold water wash off all of Sundance, you know. And uh, an immature bald eagle was probably 20 feet above my head and about 10 feet away, you know, 20 feet up, but 10 feet behind me. And then uh, he flew off for a while. And this bald eagle came in. It was about 40 yards away. And the immature eagle came back and tried to land next to the bald eagle. And the bald eagle was like, what's the matter with you, kid? Get away from me. And he was like, oh, sorry. And he flew up and came to that same uh, stick right over our head. And so I guess it sit with a spotted eagle for oh, probably 20 minutes today. But that's a pretty long time. That's so cool. That's awesome. And my ankles are almost a normal size. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take y'all. Thank you. That's where we're privilege. Because we're your nieces now. We are. We get to go. I know. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on our podcast. Love um, you, Libby. Love, love you, Libby. So love we you, typically Jesse. end by saying yep. bye, sisters. We can, of course, say that we love each other first. Um, I love you too, Mama. I heard you say <laughs> you love me. <laughs> I love you too, Jess. I love you too. Gets in stage manager mode and it gets all awkward sometimes. Yeah. And well, now we shall all in kumbaya. unison. See, no love. <laughs> all the love. All the love. And thank you. Bye. Bye, sisters. Bye, sisters. Thanks, Libby. <laughs> Say it, Mama. Bye, sisters.